0: What is going on, Wellness Gang? Welcome back to Embodied Wellness Radio, a podcast framed around making women healthy again. My name is Sarah Collins.
1: And my name is Denon Maximchuk. With Sarah and I's expertise around health, nutrition, and exercise, we cover a lot of the groundwork in helping people solve their health issues. However, we aren't psychological therapists or any sort of counselor, which leads us to always looking towards the best resources and people that are going to help us explore the many therapies available to our clients to better assist them in their journeys of personal health optimization. Lately, we've been speaking with all kinds of experts in the field, from red light therapy to even uh, microdosing psilocybin. And Today, we're going to be talking about NLP neuro-linguistic programming. Joining us today is a returning guest, Nicole McClellan, who's a podcast host, a best-selling author, and a business and mindset coach for her company, My Aligned Purpose.
0: And Nicole took her leadership coach training through the CTI, which is the world's largest leadership training program. And she has then since taken multiple programs in NLP and mindset coaching. And I can tell you firsthand that her services really work. So we are so excited to welcome her on the podcast. Hi,
2: everyone. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Tara and Denon. I'm really happy to be back and to go deeper into some mindset conversation today.
0: And I'm sure our listeners are super stoked to have her back as well, because I still get so much positive feedback about the podcast that we did. And so if you haven't listened, you should definitely go back and listen to our previous episode with Nicole, which we will link in the show notes.
1: And today's podcast notes can be found at embodiedwellnessco.com slash blog slash NLP. So I think that brings up the very first question of the day. And what is NLP for anybody who hasn't heard of it?
2: Yeah, so NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it is a tool that can be used by anyone. I mean, there are trained practitioners in the field for sure. But if somebody is just looking to dip their toes into the practice, you can find lots of resources on the internet, the Googles, YouTube, all of that great stuff it was originally developed in the 1970s so it's not a very old uh, tool and it was developed by a group of therapists, uh, psychotherapists, counselors, people that were working with the mind and with the psychology of humans to discover why is it that people behave and speak and do the things that they do and together uh, a group of people created NLP.
0: Awesome. And would you say that it's something that anyone can access in different areas of their life? Or have you seen it more as a specific strategy for someone wanting to work on something very specific?
2: Great question. So the NLP, what it stands for, the neurolinguistic, the programming, if we think about the neuro, it's the access to your five senses. It's how you perceive the world. It's your nervous system. So anybody that has the ability to tap into what they can see, smell, hear, taste, and touch has the ability to tap into the neuro side of neuro-linguistic programming. And then the linguistic side is, so the neuro is how how we work from the inside. The linguistic is when you hear something, it is how you perceive it on the inside. So you may say something, say for example, Sarah, if you said tree, I may then take the word tree and more than likely see a picture of a tree. But the picture of the tree that I might see compared to you or Denon would be different. So that's how the linguistic part of it starts to get translated in our mind. And then the program is the programming that we create. So can we all access it? Absolutely. Do people understand that they can access it? I don't think so because it is about the the subconscious or the unconscious programming that's running in our minds. And you know, 95% of us are running on the conscious, like. I wake up. I know I need to go here. I get in the car. I do that. But the subconscious part of us is playing pictures and stories all of the time in our mind, based off of our past, and then that is creating the program of how we go about our our present and then into our future. I think the people that seek out NLP are the people that are curious of how is that person doing that thing? How are they? You know, we. If you think about, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but the first man to run the four minute mile up until he ran the four minute mile people were like it can't be done because they hadn't seen it done before and in in that moment once he ran the four minute mile the many people broke that record because they were able to see that somebody else did it create a program in their mind of the how and then from there start to get curious and so i think it's the same in our in all of our everyday lives it's the people that are curious about how do i dive deeper into what's available to me. And then they come across the like secret sauce of NLP. Those are the people that start to access it as a tool.
0: And I think it's really important for the listeners to know that anyone can access this. And something that we see a lot lot with our clients at Embodied Wellness Co. is that many people have become so attached to these beliefs they beliefs they have of themselves that they can't necessarily see their ability to change. And this is something that before even knowing about NLP, we talk a lot with our clients about. So let's just take an example of somebody who overeats right and i'll have clients say to me like oh well i'm just a binge eater and i'm like no, no, you are someone who's experiencing this habit, right? And so the ability to be able to see past where you are or see past these identities and these stories that you have attached to yourself is really, really powerful because then it gives the person the view or the perspective that they can change, right? And they don't have to stay stuck in the same programming. If you're not happy, make a change. If you don't like what you've considered your quote-unquote personal personality or your personal reality, you're free to change that. And most people, they can maybe kind of see it, but they don't really believe in their ability to get there because changing is challenging, right? This is hard shit. It's not easy to make a change, but it's so powerful to be in a place where you can see that your life and who you are and who you think you are can be different. If you really put in the work to go deep and to look at, the, this interplay between the conscious and the subconscious and all of these limiting beliefs or stories that you've told yourself, which really in the end are just keeping you stuck.
2: I think it's so important about what you were just sharing the story that you tell yourself, because in my coach training through CTI, we have done whole modules and programs on the story you tell yourself. And oftentimes you don't, most people that I work with, And I, myself in going through the program, didn't realize the running stories that I tell myself. And so I'm able to pinpoint that in, in others and say like, Hey, that's just a story. Do you want to keep telling it? If you feel like this is a great story, it works for you, then great. Continue your life that way. If the story of I overeat, I'm a binge eater, doesn't feel good anymore. We can decide from this moment on. And that's the beauty of coaching. It's a, it's a forward thinking process. From this moment on, we can decide how to rewrite a new story. You don't have to keep telling yourself that old story.
0: Mm -hmm. And I see a lot that it almost becomes like the stories that we tell ourselves almost give us validity or I don't want to say an excuse, but really an excuse to continue being the way that we are. So let's go back to the overeating or the binge eating example. Client says, oh, I'm a binge eater. Then every time they overeat, they tell themselves, oh, this is just the way that I am. It's who I am. And so even shifting the language, what we've seen in our practice is that when you start to shift the language to I am someone who is working on being more mindful around my food, when they come up to that behavior and they feel themselves starting to eat, it's not, oh, well, of course I'm doing this because I'm a binge eater. It's, Oh, this is actually the behavior I'm trying to change. And then they can use these affirmations or mantras, whatever you want to call them, like I am someone who is mindful with my food. And it just gives them this opportunity to evaluate a new path rather than feeling like they are continuing to feed into that identity. Because if you're trying to detach from a habit or a behavior, but your identity is tied to that, and that's what you're telling yourself, it's gonna be really hard to break through. So even the way that you speak about yourself and these stories, you can rewrite just with your language and your thoughts and the way that you approach things rather than feeling stuck in this identity that you're trying to break away from
1: i think sarah brought up a really good point there when she was talking about um for example somebody using a technique of mantras but i think we're still kind of vague as far as what what happens so say i'm somebody who's coming in for we talked about uh, maybe eating disorders or something, uh, around those lines. However, let's say anybody's just showing up to a coach who wants to work with, um, or f- explore the ways that neurolinguistic programming can help them. Um, what techniques are used and can you take us through like a demonstration of this?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So there's many different, uh, hands on experiential tools within NLP. That's, that's primarily what it is, is experiencing it. And it, the thing is there's some skepticism around NLP because people will say, well, I've tried it and it didn't work. And here's the thing. If I said, you know, Denning, you have to close your eyes. You have to close your eyes. I can't go over there and close your eyelids for you.
0: <laughs> but I can.
2: So as we... <laughs> Sarah can. But once again, that would be an outside person doing the, it's a, so NLP is a um, doing, not a doing. You can do it yourself, I can't do it to you. So I can facilitate you to take yourself through the experience. So a really simple way to understand how NLP can work is uh, through the physical sense. So perhaps, have either of you ever heard of anchoring?
1: I've heard of it, yes.
2: Okay, well we can create an anchor for you today. So what is an emotional, Quality like a feeling state that you would love to lock in. So, for example, some people want to lock in the feeling of abundance or the feeling of prosperity or joy or love. Like, what is something that you're like, I want to be able to tap into this emotion anytime I can? Can I give you one? Yeah. Safety. Safety. Okay, excellent. So, now what I want you to do is I want you to describe to me an experience from your past. So I'm going to give you some examples.
0: Here we go, bringing up the trauma.
2: (laughs) No, no, no. These are going to be good things to show you how how your other senses work. So sometimes, I know for me, if I think about my nanny's house when I was a little kid, I can hear my nanny's voice. I can hear her saying my name. If I hear a certain song from a high school dance, right away, I can recall the high school dance. So I want you to tell me something from your past that when you hear it, it brings up a memory for you.
1: Oh, you want it to be a song or a person?
2: It could, unless you have another...
1: What first popped in my mind is the sound of a skate hitting the ice. And to me, that, that, that signifies freedom and joy, just immediately.
2: Okay. So reason that that signifies freedom and joy to you is probably because it was repetitive like you probably didn't get on a skate once but you got into skates many times and we're talking about like skate on ice is that what we're talking about okay so the sound of skating on ice I don't have a certain anchor or association to that because that's not part of my programming it's part of your programming so for you I want you to think about How quick it is for you to hear, I want you to like close your eyes for a moment and imagine hearing the sound of skate on ice and then get into that feeling of freedom. Okay. And then I want you to be honest with me and Sarah and everybody who's listening right now. Were you just able to access the feeling of freedom?
1: In a heartbeat. I miss it so much.
2: (laughs) So you just proved that by thought alone, you were able to create a chemical response in your body from a past experience and pull up a feeling. And if in this moment I said, feel free, you might be like, uh, but I don't feel free. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it can be really strong. NLP is so powerful. So now that you have your past emotion. We could take a present emotion anchoring. I always like to say to people somewhere that you can see and it's successful. Your wrist is good or like a finger. So we could go to our wrist. I have a little heart tattoo on my wrist. This is an anchor for many things for me. We're going to take somewhere on your wrist. And I want you to just start to tap into your wrist. You're creating a physical sensation now. So we've used the sense of sound. And now I want you to start to tap into your wrist. We're using the sense uh, the quality of touch. And I want you to close your eyes and start to think of a moment in time, whenever you felt safe. And I want you to start to lock that in. So you're just like feeling the feeling of safety getting it in there. And if you've never felt safe before, could you imagine what is a visualization in your mind that looks safe? Where are you and you're safe and you're tapping it in. And there could be a mantra that goes with this, like I am safe, I'm grounded in safety, I'm supported and safe, whatever it may be, you're locking it in. And then when that feels like you've done that a few times, you can come back. And you might say, okay, Nicole, just tapping my wrist, I I don't quite feel safe in this moment. But here's the thing, you didn't just get on skates once. So now it's be starting to become a practice. You are going to take a little bit of time every day. Look at that spot on your wrist. You're going to tap into it. You're going to create the memory. So now when you start to tap here, your body instantly goes to the visual because we see in pictures. If I say tree, you, people don't see the writing of tree. You see a picture of tree. If I say table, you see a table. So now you're tapping in and we say safety. You're seeing an image where you are safe. And now you get to create emotions that feel good. So when we feel not safe, when we're in a situation where we feel really afraid, we get to say, okay, the same way that I recall the smell of grandma's cookies or the sound of the music from the high school dance, and those bring me back. I also right here get to bring in the quality of safety myself. And it requires nobody else. It doesn't require a certain environment. It requires me my tap, my anchor, and then I get into it.
1: I do wonder because I know for some people, so for me, as soon as we started to talk about freedom, or or more so safety, like I just started breaking down because like, I've never really felt that and anybody on video right now just sees my eyes are red. But like, I, I was always wondering who would this benefit the most, right? So when I was doing a little bit of research into this before, it, we, we were talking a little bit about, well, you mentioned skepticism, right? People are always like, you know, does this really work? Who does this work for? Clearly, it works for me. uh, And this is something I need to work on because I might be emotionally broken in a few areas. But when I was doing a little bit of research into this, I was looking at uh, different studies that have been done on it. And it does seem to be a little bit back and forth, right? There's um, research that was done on uh, PTSD, depression, and general anxiety. And this study was done in 2014 and it showed no effect whatsoever. Yet in 2015, there was another one done on uh, psychological and social issues that people were experiencing, social problems, and found it did incredible things for the people, but definitely more research needed to be done. So I kind of wonder who are, I know you have a business coaching business, but is there a certain type of person or different skills that people uh, have that they're coming to an nlp coach for for example because it does seem like it's for certain people because i've anecdotally i've had experience working with it um, from actually some of the things we were just talking about i had been working with someone else for um, and i've also heard from many people in my life that they've had great experiences with it but given the back and forth research i do wonder if there's a certain archetype of a personality or a person that nlp would be best for what do you think
2: Yeah, I think it is like anything else where somebody is really seeking change. It's like if we love an addict and we so badly want that addict to get love and get support, we can set up the intervention. We can set up the rehab center. They have to want to go. Otherwise the change will not be made. So somebody being put into an NLP trial If that's not really what they want, if they don't believe the change can happen, the change won't happen. The people that come to me and the people and the reason I got into this practice, I think is for those that are seeking fulfillment, uh, looking to feel more fulfilled in their life, people that are looking to um, get into their desires that are like, they see that it's possible for other people and they're unsure why it is not possible for them yet. And I say that yet because it's everybody's desires are possible for them. And my desires are different than yours and yours and yours. So I would say the people that it is working for is the people that are like, I need change and change, whether it be good or bad or small or big, it's change. And the people that are like, everything's working well for me or nothing's wrong with me, then, then NLP is not going to help them either.
0: What about the person who wants change, but they don't fully believe that they can change? Because belief plays a big role in it, right? And you know, we work with a lot of clients who they really, really want something, but they have—they don't really believe that they can get there or make the changes necessary. So do you think it would be just as effective for the person who wants to get there, but they don't fully believe that they can?
1: That's a good point. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. I think the people that want change that will trust a
2: qualified, supportive NLP practitioner to take them to the place where they do believe it will experience the change. And I think especially in, say, your particular field where you're working with um, the complexities of people and their relationship to food, um, you know, NLP, when it first started back in the 70s, and, and, you know, so a male, NLP is mainly male facilitated. I'm one of the very few women I know in the space talking about NLP. If you look at who are big NLP practitioners, it's all men. And I think the biggest one that everybody knows of is Tony Robbins. He's all NLP. And um, the, you know, the, the facilitations of it that started back in the seventies and into the eighties, when everybody smoked, everybody was going to NLP uh, practitioners to help them stop smoking. And the way that they would do it is through another Uh, technique called the swoosh effect. And so, you know, we do the anchoring, the swoosh effect, the three-part visualization. We do all this in our money courses to get people really into how can I believe that I am worthy of being wealthy. And the swoosh effect in the cigarette example, or say for the food example with somebody is showing somebody, they go to put the cigarette in their mouth and you get them to visualize it, you get them to see that the cigarette is coming up to their mouth and then you stop and it's like a still frame. Okay, imagine seeing yourself putting the cigarette to your mouth in a Polaroid picture and then you're going to see that and you're going to start to contrast it, make it darker, make it blurrier, make it smaller. It's all visualization. And then you push that image away, like you literally use your arm and push it away and then you create a different image. So rather than seeing the cigarette to your mouth, you see yourself throwing the cigarette away. Or if it was going to bite your nails, you see yourself putting your hand down and you create that image and you make it brighter and bigger and you hold that. And you do this practice and you'll get people, I'll get people to do a minimum of 10 times. See yourself smoking, make it smaller, darker, throw it away. See yourself not smoking bigger, brighter. Okay, hold the image, put put that image down. Let's go back to the smoking. So that neurologically, Every time they start to think about having a smoke, it's going to be a picture because we think in pictures, but their brain is going to be like, oh no, that's blurry. I actually see myself not smoking and it helps. And so it can be the same for food, going to put the piece of food in your mouth, but you create an image where you put a different piece of food in your mouth or you do something differently. It, it, it all applies. It is having somebody to take your hand and say, let's do these practices together.
0: Mm -hmm. And that is actually something that I've done with a lot of clients is not exactly that method, but I will have clients, first of all, create the scenario that they keep repeating, right? So a really big one that we see with clients is client gets home from work, client goes to make dinner, client is eating like mindless snacks while they're making dinner, and then they don't feel great about their choices. So I always say to them, well, what are you going to do instead? Right. Like, what is the alternative? Because a lot of people want change. Oh, I don't want that. Okay, but what do you want? Right. And they they just get so attached to what they don't want to do, but they haven't created a different scenario for them to actually envision that and then have it become reality. So what I'll have them do is mindfully go through them coming home Feeling triggered, like bring up that emotion where you want to open the cupboard and eat Oreos, like feel what it's like to be hungry when you get home and have that like worked up feeling and then feel yourself shift and do something different. Go take a shower, right? Do a a few deep breaths so that you get that emotion out of your body. And then once you've done it in your head in the morning, I'll have them practice in the morning if it's later in the day that they usually struggle, which It almost always is. And then I'll have them envision themselves because I've just always said, if you do it once in your head, you can do it again in real life. But it does totally make sense that many people are attached to what they don't want, but they don't see themselves doing the thing that they do want. And actually in my aligned purpose and coffee club they're doing a 21 day challenge where it's all about your future self right and a lot of people I feel like that's a big thing that's missing is they don't see themselves in the spot of them being successful they don't see themselves moving past where they want to be and yes it can be challenging if you feel like you don't see a way through or it's kind of foggy but even just focusing on the one step ahead right like focus on one day one habit and this is a Something that everyone can do if you're wanting to make a change is just see yourself in that next position, get really clear on what it actually looks like and start to rewire your pathway right so it doesn't always have to be you physically doing the thing it can be you in that emotional experience in that vision in your head succeeding and just put that on repeat right run that shit back keep on playing it in your head and the more that you play it in your head the easier it becomes because then that's what you start to attach with oh i'm not sarah who eats 16 oreos right in a row i'm sarah who is really mindful and goes and takes a shower when i get home from work and you can start to already win the situation before you've even done it in real life.
1: But this sounds easier than done.
0: Absolutely. And I think
2: to what Sarah was just saying, um, and I heard you say it, like, you know, they they can't see themselves where they want to be. And that is a big missing piece for people is they're like, well, I can't see myself being successful. Like I can't create the visualization. And we can prove that wrong with, Let's start pulling up some memories from your past, whether they be good or bad or kind of neutral. Okay, well, that's not now. So if you can see that, you can create this. And so we can start to picture create once again with NLP. uh, We start to use things that people know. So have you ever looked at a photograph? Have you ever looked at a Polaroid image? Okay, so let's start to imagine yourself in just one square shot. Where would you like to be? What is in the background? Who do you imagine is with you? Well, how do you look? Are you sitting down? Where are your shoulders? Like, if we can just start to get people to understand that in just one still image, you don't have to see yourself going through the whole big scenario of like what it takes to be successful. Just capture one image and start there and hold on to that image because clarity is where manifestation comes from. If we don't know what we want, the universe can't respond and line things up first. And we also have to know where we are. Like if I wanna go to Toronto, I need a GPS or something, I need to know how I'm getting there, but I also have to know where am I starting from? Well, I'm starting right here in Victoria. So we need to know where we wanna go. We have to have some sort of direction, but we also have to know where are we beginning from.
1: If you are loving this podcast, we would love for you to give it a five-star rating over on Apple. Or if you're over on Spotify, there's this new feature where you're now able to give it a five-star rating as well. So if you're loving this podcast and want to support it further, we would love it if you could support us with a five-star rating.
0: And I think a big part of that is being present. And this is something that I really struggle with is being present. And so when I first started trying to imagine where I want to be, for me, it was really difficult because I was like, whoa, I never really stopped to feel where I am right now. And so it was this block of like, How do I feel when I'm in this space? How will I feel different? How am I even feeling right now? And when I started doing this, it was really a big aha moment that I need to be more present and realize how I'm even feeling right now. Because how could I possibly imagine how I want to feel in five years from now and a year from now and all of that if I don't even really, I'm not connected to where I am now. And so when I first started, I was like, oh, like this doesn't really work for me. Visualization, I can like kind of see like, I know the things, I know the thoughts, I know the what, but I can't really feel it. And it really was a process of just feeling more now so that I could slowly like uncover the picture. So when I first started doing this, it was just like, I knew what, but I couldn't see it. Like I couldn't visually see it and I couldn't feel it. And the more that I showed up for that and the more that I showed up in my life right now, the more that that picture kind of unraveled. So that might be a block that many people come across too, is just, their inability to really feel and connect with that place because they're not practicing that now. And I always say you get good at what you practice, right? So if you want to be able to feel yourself in that place of success, see yourself there, start feeling where you are right now, like Nicole said. And it really is such an important piece. And just for our listeners, like it might not just be as simple as you sit down and you see yourself in the success, right? Like it really is a process of unraveling, but the work that you do there really benefits every other area of your life too.
1: So last time we spoke, uh, you gave the listeners a really good takeaway. And, and that lesson that if, if people haven't gone back and listened to that last one, it was when you're just waking up, when your brain is the most malleable, that is the time to start doing your visualizations. Now, in that time, I gave an example of how oftentimes I'll go to bed at night and I'm thinking about a very specific um kind of cabin style house that I was telling you about and the chair I'm sitting in, the ambiance of the room that I'm in, uh, the snow all across the, um, it was a, how would I say it? Uh, like a mountainside right near us, because we're kind of, I imagine it in this uh, kind of valley. And the most annoying thing in the world is my dumbass didn't put a sold sign on that property because a couple months later, we were basically in a very similar place that we rented this cabin, and I was sitting in it, and we realized I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. And I, but I didn't put a soul sign on it. So when we're talking about the clarity and the importance of that, I think that's super, super important. And I do think the uh, daily visualizations are so, so critical to our direction and everywhere we go, and getting so abundantly clear on what that is, is ideal. But for this episode, what maybe is a next step that we can take on that or another lesson that we can start adding into our daily routine that i think our listeners could take away and add to that practice
2: yeah absolutely it's so funny that you say that um, because i've man i'm i'm also a very quick manifester and sometimes i'm like oh but not quite like that that's not what i meant like it came too quick and i didn't get to form all the details and i'm certainly not a human design expert but however for anybody who's listening and they know in human design you're everybody is either one or the other you're either a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester and so for myself i'm a non-specific manifester meaning i can be like oh i want an oceanside home but a specific that maybe makes somebody feel anxious they're like well I need to know the details. Like, is it two-story? Like, what's on the floor? And what am I looking out to? Is it an ocean or a lake? Like, And that's for a specific manifestor. So somebody who's specific is going to create all of the details in their visualization. And if you hear somebody talking about that, you can't relate to that. You're probably just a non-specific manifestor. And if you're hearing somebody like me talk about visualization and I'm quite vague, uh, know that that's because I don't care about the details. I'm not wired that way. So I think knowing... Um, and you can look that up on human design. It's like an arrow that goes left or right on the top right hand corner of your chart. The next thing I would say, the type of visualization that is used in NLP that I would love for people to practice after they listen to this episode is a three-part visualization. So the I often would have clients write it out first before going into the actual visualization so you can start to get c- clearer. And... Um, the way it works is you start to see your visualization as if you are watching it on a movie screen. So you are, you're seeing it from a third person perspective. So I would see my visualization and if I see Jeff and I walking down the beach, well, in this third part visualization, I might see the backs of us and we're walking down the beach and I can see the broader picture. And then I would tell somebody, okay, so now go into the movie screen and I don't see what's behind me because I'm a human being and I don't have eyes on the back of my head. So now see the visualization as if I'm right here in the moment. What do I see in, in what I can like see with my peripheral vision and then take notice of what's different between the third person perspective and your first person's perspective. And then zoom back out one more time and notice what's different. So if you can do a visualization three ways, a broad view, a really close personal view, and then zoom back out again, you are going to get so much clearer on what it is that you want and try and get the five senses involved. Try and imagine what do you see? what are you hearing? What would you be smelling? What do you taste? And what is physically feeling like? Is it sand on your toes? Is the water washing against you? Is it really nice silk pajamas? Like get into the feeling. And with those five senses, then start to access the inner feeling, the emotion, because manifestation is really just bringing an emotion to real life.
1: I really like that point about writing it down, though. Like, I think that's a really big thing that people, I like, I was even just thinking is like, I think I could go another two levels deeper, even just by getting in the detail written, maybe even draw it. I like that.
0: And then you can also record yourself doing a future script. So I'm going to say that if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out Nicole's page or Coffee Club, this is not, she didn't ask me to give this review or anything. I really love Coffee Club, which is um, a way that you can work with Nicole and her business partner and My Aligned Purpose. And they go through different books every single month. And so this month is Joe Dispenza Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And there's a 21 day future you'd challenge and it really teaches you kind of how to envision yourself in that future space and each month they do different ones this month I really love it I think everyone can benefit from it so if you are not a part of that community why that's my only question (laughs) you should definitely get on it and she did not ask me to say this I genuinely love it and she provides a lot of value like we're discussing today with her partner as well and it's a great community to be in thanks Sarah
2: yeah I think we're changing the name from Coffee Club to The Collective in two weeks um, to just make it make more sense. And I do think it's a great place for somebody who can't afford one-to-one coaching with us or doesn't have the time to do one-to-one coaching, but wants to dip their toes in personal expansion, mindset, manifestation, wealth building, investment, community networking. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool place.
1: So Nicole, I know you've got a call on the top of the hour and you got to head out really quick here. So we don't want to take up too much more of your time, but if, is there any other things you'd like to talk about with NLP for our viewers to get a better idea of like what they would expect coming to you or anything about the practice?
2: I would say, um, the exercise that you and I did earlier, Denon, I think that is a good place for people to start is, uh, think of a song. That really like ups your vibe, really makes you feel good. And I think Sarah, you and I uh, play I was gonna say played this game, but you and I coached this way before, and you told me about a song that you and uh had listened
0: to in Victoria, and I made you daddy Den- with you in the car. What song was it? This pop quiz.
1: <laughs> this is a relationship test as well. it is. is. a
0: relationship test. It's what ma- song was it, babe?
1: Makuda Sunshine.
0: It was. Yes! Oh my gosh.
2: Okay boyfriend of the year. Okay. So I would say music is one of those things that 99.9% of the human population can choose at least one song that elevates their emotional quality. And you know, we're emotions are energy in motion. So we need to get the energy moving if we want to move from one emotional state to the next. So I would say find a song that makes you feel really good. Play that song. And start to think about if you don't already have a memory associated to it, listen to the song and start to get into a visualization. If the song already brings up a past memory, then that right there is proof to you that by listening to a song alone, you can get into, you guys are so cute, by listening to a song alone, you can get into another brainwave, another visualization, another state. And so from there, start to play around with, with just music alone, one of your five senses, and then move into the other sense of creating the physical anchor, start the tap, lock something in and practice it. Like try it for a week. Say every day, I'm going to spend one minute. I'm going to set a timer on my phone. I'm going to sit with my anchor just like Denon did. I'm going to lock in the emotion and then put yourself where you're not in that state. So, you know, go spend some time with your family or where, you know, family, they always say, uh, Ram Das says, if you want to feel enlightened, spend a week with your family. So go somewhere that like pulls you a little bit out of your normal vibrational state and then try the anchor and notice how you can ground yourself, anchor yourself back into a way that feels good. So we're going to use sound, sense of sound and sense of touch to create a feeling state that we want to be in. That's what I would love for everybody to try.
1: I would also love everybody to try it. And if you don't cry your eyes out like me, it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. (laughs) So I'm just emotional like that. Um, Nicole, thanks for coming on today. We really do appreciate you so much. Where can people find you at?
2: Uh, Yeah, so my business is MyLinePurpose.com. So it can be found on there. Instagram, Facebook, MyLinePurpose. My personal Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook is Nicole McClellan. And uh, we're also hosting an in-person retreat at Sparkling Hill the end of May. And that's open to anybody who wants to buy a ticket. It's a three-day event. And uh, we are going to be taking people through our signature three-part experience of escaping the old version of you, embodying how you want to feel, and then evolving into the future you. So we still have some rooms left there. If anybody wants to get in touch and come join us for an in-person event at the end of spring
1: amazing and if anybody wants uh just a quick link to go find nicole the podcast notes today can be found at embodiedwellnessco.com slash blog slash nlp those are the letters nlp thank you so much and we will see you soon
0: thanks so much for coming on our show
1: thank you for listening to today's podcast this podcast provides general information and discussions about health and related subjects. The information and other content provided in this podcast or any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. If you or any other person has medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider and seek other professional medical treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you may have heard on this podcast or any linked material materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast are of no relation to those of any academic, hospital, health practice, or other institution.